Hello, and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. When you're in an M. Night Shyamalan movie, it's easy to understand an actor obsessing over the eventual twists and turns that are surely to come. But as Jonathan Groff experienced in Shyamalan's new film, Knock at the Cabin, out February 3rd, it's easy to get lost in the story, he told me. This week, I'm joined by Jonathan Groff. Did you know that this was his first horror flick? I was surprised to learn that. But also, it's not your traditional horror movie. It's more of like a like a horror thriller situation. But in typical Shyamalan fashion, nothing is as it seems. And you certainly won't see this twist coming. The film is about a young girl and her two fathers who are taken hostage. The criminals force this young family to make an impossible decision. If they do what they're told, they'll avoid a global apocalypse. But how can they make such an impossible decision? And what is the decision they have to make? Well, you'll just have to see the movie to find out. See what I did there? It was like I built it up like we were in a Shyamalan movie. M. Night, I'm available. You know, call me. But for real, it was a joy chatting with Jonathan Groff. We also talked about what he enjoys more, Broadway or film, because he is very much known for his Broadway work, and whether or not we'll ever, ever get a new season of his Netflix series, Mindhunter, because I don't know if you're anything like me, but I've been longing for this third season. I need it. I'm begging for it. I'm actually begging for it. And in fact, I actually begged him for it. You'll listen to that too. Anyway, let's get to it. Go on, grab a snack because I'll be right back with Jonathan Groff and stick around after our chat to find out who I'll be speaking with next week on The Parting Shot. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The film looks great. Of course, I can't see it because it's an M. Night film and no one can see anything beforehand. And I'm so excited for... I'm actually kind of relieved that you haven't seen it because I was thinking, what... Will we be able to talk about if you have seen it that isn't going to spoil? Well, I kind of like that I haven't seen it either. I kind of like I, I kind of like going into especially interviews like this about a film like this. I like not seeing it because it 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 helps even just me communicate about it in a lot of ways because I want to be like the audience, you know, and ask you the yeah, question right. I'm so eager for. And my first yeah. one is what what about this film like excited you to do it? Well, Knight is one of those filmmakers, there's like a handful of them where I, when I go see their films in the theater throughout my life, I distinctly remember the experiences where you really feel the director's eye throughout it. And, and to me, his films, they feel special and they feel specific to him. And so he's he's one of those people that even before reading the script or anything, I always wanted to work with because he's got that very specific point of view. So Knight was the first draw. And then when I read the script, I was pretty freaked out. And uh, it kind of grabbed me in a, in a very primal, visceral way. Yeah. The the choice that's posed in the trailer, um, 
the idea of sacrifice um, and family and home invasion and uh, all of it kind of hit in a, in a, in a pretty, it felt really primal. I don't know. I had a very kind of visceral uh, reaction to it. My heart was racing and I had a feeling about the character of Eric. I could, I just, I sort of understood him also in kind of a primal way. So, so that excited me. And then I read the book Mm. cabin at the end of the world and that destroyed me. Uh, And so that really looked like, it's such a beautifully written novel. And then, and then night and I had a zoom meeting. I, I made a tape an audition tape. And then we, I did a meeting audition with him over, over zoom, just like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we had a, we had an immediate connection and he actually, you know, he lives in just outside of Philly yeah. and I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, and I've, I've got this dream of converting my dad's, horse farm into an artist retreat as he's sort of he's trained and raced horses his whole life uh, for a living and uh I'm, i have this dream of taking over the farm and whatever and uh when i was zooming with knight he was in a converted horse stable in pennsylvania oh wow like 45 minutes from where my I, my family lives and where i, I live as well in, in pa and that was just like totally crazy and surreal and it felt like uh kismet yeah and if you do that you'll be like maria abramovic she has like an artist studio where people just come up in new york and like you know hum or something for the weekend i don't know what they do for the weekend but <laughs> they do stuff so you could you could yeah, be totally. Pennsylvania. well it's funny like i i i've had we made this documentary about about spring awakening which is a show mm-hmm. i did on broadway 15 years ago and part of the documentary is the whole cast coming to my family's farm in Pennsylvania. And it was, it started in that moment that I, I I grew up playing pretend on the farm and dress up. And I was Dorothy and the wizard of Oz and my dad's barn and a very like creative energy there on the farm as a kid. And then bringing my friends there during spring awakening, they got really inspired and excited being there. And the people, my artist friends that I've brought to Pennsylvania through the years, it's just a very kind of, because it's Amish, like, you know, there's a lot of Amish farms and that the, they don't use electricity and there's something sort of kind of creative. And uh, I don't know, there's like something in the air in that area. So I, I'm, I want to make it into an artist retreat because I think it's just an inspiring place to be. I love that. I love that. Well, when you're in, well, you were saying you read the script and that's one of the things I always wonder about an M night film. Like, do you know the twist? Like, and then if you know the twist, because there's always that twist in an M Night film. Like, so if you know the twist, how do you act like you don't know the twist? I know that's the job of an actor, but like, I feel like it would really screw with my head. Ah, okay. Um, I see what you're asking. That's a good question. So, so Knight, he's got the whole movie storyboarded, like a almost like a comic strip from when we walked in, even from our very first rehearsals. He's got it all planned out. He knows exactly the shots that he's going to do, exactly how he wants to tell the story. So it's it's kind of easy to get um, lost inside of his process because you're, uh, as the actors, we're really submitting to his vision mm-hmm. and, and trying to help him achieve exactly what he wants. Cause he knows exactly what he wants and he's incredibly specific. Yeah. So when it comes to like 
And we shot most of this movie in order. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. Because it's basically, I mean, there's, there are, wait, do you see this in the trailer? <laughs> yeah. There are, well, I won't say it. I'll just in case you don't, I can't remember. But, uh, but it's basically, you know, one, lo- for the most part, one location. And, and, and we shot, we shot it pretty much completely in order, which also made it easy oh. mentally to go through. But, but, but working with Knight, it, it, he, he really seduces you into his, into his world and into his methods. So playing the ending or not playing the ending, I didn't even think about that. I was just trying to play each specific moment. And, and one of the fun things about this movie in particular, there's, you know, about seven, is it seven of us Four, yeah, seven of us, uh, through most of the movie all together and it and he really created an environment in rehearsal which was also great we had a couple weeks of rehearsal before we did it and then on set where we were really all seven of us passing the ball back and forth and and the movie is really you really feel that when you watch it everybody everybody is was fully committed and and really playing with each other. Uh, so it was it was really easy to get lost in the story. It does seem like, I mean, because you're right, it is a small sort of like cast that I, that's in most of the film together. Like you guys are pretty much together the entire time. How, yeah. and it, it seems very intense. There's a lot of themes that you can even get from the trailer that like, it seems like an acting process. It would be pretty intense emotions happening around seven people all the time. How were you able to maintain that without like, needing a Lexapro prescription or something. You know what I mean? Like, how are you able to stay okay? It, I, you know, it's the first time I've ever done a horror movie. Um, oh, wow. So it, it was, it was a real um, education in, in that, like it reaches a, you know, you're at a certain fever pitch the entire time from an acting standpoint. And all seven of the actors were there to show up and really commit, you know, no one was, no one was phoning it in. No one was thinking of this as like an easy job or something. Everybody was really committed the whole time. And, and it was really intense and, and, and very like um, extreme emotions. And we would do some of the scenes and just come off set and just be like, wow, that was, that was really something we were all in there doing that. And we, we had a real um, camaraderie, the seven of us, and we would laugh a lot on the breaks, like during the lighting setups, there was quite extended um, lighting setups, partially because it does take place in a lot of it in one location. And they spent a lot of time making that nuanced and beautiful and, and different and, really like planning out the different types of times of day and all of that. So we had some downtime where we would laugh and hang out and just kind of chill and release from the, from the intensity of the experience. And that really helped. And we, we did fun stuff in Philadelphia and like Knight's uh, wife. It's not Zumba. It's called something else. Uh, But she teaches like an exercise Zumba kind of class outside of philly she does that she does not need to do that she's married to m night but i love that (laughs) yes and so one one saturday sunday morning we all as a cast went and did that and 
So we we had a lot of we had a lot of offset fun that that offset the intensity of the of the scenes. But yeah, it was intense. Yeah, no, I can imagine. And also, like now that you do it and you're out, I mean, even just now talking about the film, I can see you like struggling sometimes to see like what can you say, what can you not say, and it's not you know it's I mean it's an M Night film, so it's one of those things that you want the audience to sort of be surprised. How do you not accidentally give something away, just like in casual conversation with like I don't know. A stranger in casual conversation i've totally given everything away i'm not <laughs> great, i'm not great at hiding that's that stuff but i'm i just sort of out of respect for the movie and out of respect for nights and how i mean he he really like it is he is such a passionate filmmaker and he, he takes what he does so seriously and it means so much to him and yeah, so out of respect of the movie, you know, in interviews, I can be a, an adult and, and put on my filter. But but it, but in life, I yeah, I'm 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 a little more loose lipped, as my yeah. friend would confirm. Yeah, I'm the same way. I can't keep it. It's just <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just a problem. I'm good at keeping secrets when it's important, but like movie plots and I don't know. I just it also there's like some study I remember reading at some point that even if something is spoiled, mm-hmm. if it's, if it's well-made it doesn't matter that would that yeah it shouldn't yeah and i think you know i i i i believe in this movie enough to think that even if it even if you knew what was going to happen it would still be an enjoyable experience i mean i went into the sixth sense knowing what was up and i was still lost and mesmerized by everything so like i don't you know whatever <laughs> i yeah. i do think that like with because there's so many m9 films and i'm sure you've seen a bunch of his films which i know which one i would cast you in if i could pick a role to cast you in but like what other m night film would you have wanted to be in oh wow that is such a good question i mean to be an old and just be on the beach the whole time seems like it would have been really fun especially because i know they shot that during covid but that's more from like a vacation standpoint yeah (laughs) yeah oh god let me think of like who i would have wanted to be in one of his movies i really have no idea well i would want you to be bryce dallas howard in the village i think that would be really fun oh my god i'm stealing that answer yes i'll take it (laughs) i mean she did a great job but i think you would do even better especially with adrian brody you know you two could have a good you know get me in there let's do it (laughs) (laughs) well i wanted to ask you just sort of a general question i only have two more questions about you're so known for Broadway and you're so known. I mean, you're on Broadway right now. You're doing stuff like you're so known for that. What is the difference between Broadway and sort of doing TV and film? And especially with a film like this, where like you kind of are with a, a company of actors, like you would be in a play doing a film like this. So like what, how do you hone sort of your skills differently for the different mediums? To me that my, I, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. And uh, I like to do things over and over again. So uh, for me, artistically, I feel more comfortable and I feel more at ease on the on the meditation, on the acting meditation of theater, because it's this it's the same making the same thing every day uh, fresh and and finding something new in the repeated pattern. But the meditation of acting in film and TV that is that is more challenging for me and uh, less comes less easily to me or not less easily, but it's it's less um, 
in line with who I am as a person, because mm-hmm. I'm such a creature of habit, is that every day it's something different. So so I, I really appreciate my time uh, doing film and television because it really keeps me on my toes and it really keeps my knife sharp because I am more out of my comfort zone doing something different every day and not getting in, not, not getting to settle into um, that repeated thing. And, and some actors find it way more difficult to do the same thing every day and, and find it easier to do a different scene every day, but it's, it's the reverse for me, but especially, you know, getting that, that it's sort of like long distance running as opposed to sprinting. I would say Mm -hmm. that theater is like a long distance and film and TV is more like a sprint um, with, with scene work and uh, getting that opportunity to do that scene in one day. And then you never get to do it again is is daunting is exciting but it's also daunting because you've got one shot um so it's that kind of adrenaline and that that unique opportunity that keeps me coming back to film and tv i love the intimacy of how kind of the camera sees it if you feel it you know you don't have to project to the last row of the balcony and there is something really freeing uh about the the intimacy of film and tv that i really love as well yeah, I have a lot of friends who they, they do a lot of theater work, but they also do a lot of film and TV. And one of the things that I've noticed about people who are more theater driven prone are that they don't watch themselves on film or TV. They don't watch sort of what they've done because they're constantly being like, I want another shot at that. I want another day. And <laughs> another one. Are you that way? I, I watch everything I do once. Um, maybe there's a couple things that I've watched more than once, but Ooh, like what? It, doesn't, it doesn't bother me when uh, I watch myself. I do have moments of like, Oh, I wish I do have moments of regret always when I watch myself. Um, but I, I like, you know, I, I do think that theater is, is more the actor's medium because we tell the story every night over the course of however long the play or musical is. Uh, but what I like about watching and what I what I actually what I love about watching film and TV back the the one time that I usually watch it is to know what the story ended up being, because we don't know when we're in it. Uh, and, and and the same is with uh, Knock at the Cabin, like what is the story that was I mean, most of it is the same. But what are the editing choices? What did they cut out? What did they amplify? What does the score sound like? All of that all those elements are such huge parts of the storytelling. And uh, it's, it's always really fascinating for me to see what the product is in the end. I, I really enjoy that part of it unrelated to watching myself, which is always complicated, but ultimately fine. You know, I can get over the, the mistakes I've made. <laughs> That's good. I can't, I do have one last desperate question that is from me, from my boyfriend, from many different people. And it's a very important question. Is there ever going to be another season of Mindhunter? We're dying for it. We're literally dying for it. Liter- weekly. Oh my, oh my God, you're dying for it weekly. I just, I need um, it. <laughs> I have no idea. It's all up to, it's all up to David. Um, if he, if he wants to do it, I'm sure all of us would, would run and go back and do it immediately. Holt actually, I just saw Holt three weeks ago he came to see um merrily off broadway with with jen starzik who is our costume designer on mine so we're still we're all still very much uh in touch with each other and uh yeah it's all it's all to david 
I'm dying for it. I need it. It's oddly my therapy in a weird way. I don't know what's so soothing about that show, but it is soothing. <laughs> I could see. I somehow I I I get that. I've had people tell me that they like after watching it several times will like that. I forget. So there's some artist who is like painting with Mindhunter on in the background. But well, David is such a such a consummate artist, and mm-hmm. and he he packs so much into his into his work. So it it makes sense that it would be something that would be played again and again and and considered Super. i'm excited for his next movie yeah same same yeah. well thank you so much for taking the time to do this i really appreciate it thank you yeah great to talk to you a pleasure yeah, lovely meeting you please tell me you're going to go see knock at the cabin i really need you to it's it's such a fun thriller and i know when i chatted with jonathan i hadn't seen it yet but i've seen it since and it is i mean Shyamalan is our modern day hitchcock so you kind of have to see this movie it's good you need to see it and let me know what you thought of today's episode. You can find me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you know, go leave, a, like, rate it on social media because that's important. And on the iTunes, wherever you're listening, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go give us a good rating. And for more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. And while you're there, subscribe to my newsletter for the Culture Newsletter. And on the next episode, I'll be chatting with Alan Cumming about his literally addictive new reality competition series, Traders. One Saturday, I stayed up until 4 a.m. watching this entire season. It was such a good show. It's on Peacock. I encourage you to watch it and then listen to our chat. Honestly, just so good. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.